G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. John Morgan out of the United States talking all the MMA. Alf, one of our favourites, Dan Hooker. He is fighting this weekend up against Islam Makachev. He is one of New Zealand's true warriors of New Zealand sport. And this weekend, Dan Hooker is pushing the boundaries in the octagon, even for him. At UFC 267, he has given up his MIQ spot to head to the UAE and fight the dangerous and up-and-coming Islam Matichev, who has been coached by the legend Khabib. Ooh, he'll be very good then. This fight is only going to be 35 days after Hooker's last and very rare feat in the UFC. John Morgan is the lead reporter for MMA Junkie and host of the MMA Roadshow podcast. G'day, John. What's going on, fellas? Not much, mate, not much. Pretty excited for UFC 267 and our very own Dan Hooker, mate. How much respect does Dan Hooker have in the MMA community? An absolute ton. I mean, you laid out the credentials, and, and a warrior is absolutely right. So, I mean, he already had this reputation as an amazing fighter. I mean, he's turned in so many incredible performances in his career. So, you know, he already had the respect of the community, and people know that, hey, anytime mm-hmm. he's on a card, it's going to be a fun scrap. But what he's doing right now this weekend at USC 267 just took that to an entire another level. I mean, you mentioned the, the fact that he's going to have to spend more time away from his family. You know, the fact that he had to stay back in the United States in between and train without his team. You know, all those are big things. And then you add to it the fact that it was for an opportunity to fight Islam Makachev on, on, on short notice, which is kind of the boogeyman of the division. Yeah. Oh, we lost him there, have we? Oh, we've lost him. We lost him. We lost John Morgan. We lost it's a him. great He's dropped off the line. But it's a great accident, isn't it? Yeah, he is. yeah, it was. It was. But, mate, he's up against it. This guy, he's fighting. He's... He's trained by Khabib. Khabib, and if you remember Khabib, he was the one that tapped out everyone in his division. Um, comes out wearing the afro here. Khabib, N- M- N- I don't really know how to say his last name, Nagumikov, or something like that. He's, mate, he was outstanding. Choked out Conor McGregor, annihilated oh, yeah. Conor McGregor, just annihilated the whole division. And he was the guy that, that trained when he was a young guy. He used to train against bears. He used to wrestle the bears. He's, he's very religious. He's Muslim. So he's um, very, very religious. He... He, he gave up fighting, so his his father passed away, I think it was a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago, and his mum, after he passed away, his mum said, I don't want you to fight anymore. He was on top of the world, top of the division, and had, he was still young too, still had many years left in him, and his mum told him not to fight again, so he gave up MMA and UFC and stepped away from the from the fighting game because his mum, and that's just how much he, respect he had for his parents and love he had for his old man. Fast, oh, that's, good, that's good knowledge that as well is. It's a great story, mm. actually, isn't it? So he wrestled it bears. Is. Yeah, mate. Go look up some clips of um, Khabib Nagumat. Oh, I'll send you the name. I can't really pronounce it. Um, but, yeah, he used to, his old man used to make him wrestle bears as a young fella, and there's, there's clips of him, and it's cool, man. It's cool. And uh, he was a special fighter, special fighter. But do you like UFC? You, you enjoy watching the UFC? Uh, look, I, I like watching boxing. The UFC is... Uh, 
I'm not. I'm not sure. It's. Uh, I find it a little bit brutal, to be honest. Um, mm, mm, yeah. But I, I get the. Well, I think it's it's an amazing uh, commercialization of a sport. Um, yeah. Oh, we might have John back. Is he? We got John. You there, John? Sorry about that. The technology is trying to keep me away. They don't want me giving too much props to Dan Hooker. <laughs> it's okay, mate. It's okay. So what? I just want to, you're talking about Dan Hooker. We'll, we'll carry off on that. But what kind of challenge is he up against with Islam Makhachev? It's a tough one. Stylistically, it's a difficult one. You know, there's a reason that nobody's mm. putting their hands in the air to fight this guy because he is a great wrestler. And that's that's what's challenging about it. You know, I always say, you know, nobody at the UFC level is scared of another fighter, but they do see matchups that make it difficult. And, and you, you mentioned earlier, you know, Habib Nurmagomedov is going to be in his corner. Well, you know, Islam Akhachev mm. isn't the same fighter as Habib, but he does have some of those same characteristics. You know, a, a, a grinding wrestling game, nonstop cardio, uh, and just puts you in difficult positions, uh, especially... You know, the fact that it's only three rounds, since this is not, you know, a main event or a title fight, he won't get that, you know, those extra couple rounds where, where Dan always shows great cardio late that maybe he could outlast somebody. So uh, he's really going to have to be, you know, pressing from the start and he's going to have to be dealing with that uh, wrestling attack of, uh, of his opponent. Mm. John, just talk to us a little bit about the city uh, kickboxing gym and how they've relocated to the States. How respected is that gym over there? Yeah, unbelievable, Jim. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm being a little selfish. I'm kind of glad we get to see, see a little bit of them in the United States. You know, obviously the time changes <laughs> and the distance make it tough to talk to these guys at times. But they're an incredibly respected crew, man. What they've been able to establish and accomplish so far is, is unbelievable. And I, I know it's a shame for you guys that they're going to have to leave for a little bit. But selfishly, uh, I'm excited we get to see a little bit more of them. And, and I think, you know, they'll get even more exposure uh, to the audience here in, in the United States because it's just an absolute great group of individuals that are that are great fighters but are just good dudes as well you know and i think you spend some time around them um and you can't help but kind of soak in their vibe a little bit so uh, interesting and, and you know hey maybe they'll be able to do some cross training and, and and see some partners that they wouldn't usually get a chance to see so uh you know I, overall i think it's an unfortunate situation but i think it could pay dividends for them down the line most of us kiwis are good dudes mate so it's no surprise <laughs> that you found them found them you know, to be good dudes. <laughs> Speaking of good good Kiwi dudes, what about Israel Adesanya and his matchup with Rob Whitaker? What are your thoughts Unbe- on that? Yeah, unbelievable. I think everybody's excited about this one. Um, it's a rematch that's, that's definitely been in the works, and Whitaker has worked his way back to it. Um, you know, Israel Adesanya operating on such a high level, but uh, you know, you think about the way that first fight went down. I just don't, I just don't see that it goes that way again. I think Rob Whitaker is in a different place right now. Mm. Still think it's a tall order. I think Israel Adesanya is the champion for a reason. He is one of the truly greats in the sport. Um, but you know, if you're if you're an Israel Adesanya fan, you think, well, you know, we got rid of that guy one time. It won't be a problem second time around. I I wouldn't be quite that confident. Rob Whitaker seems to have made some real changes mentally and physically. Uh, and he seems to be in a great place. So it looks like February is, is hopefully when we're going to see that fight happen. And uh, I got to say, it's going to be one of the most anticipated fights of the, of the year. Yeah, I can't wait for that fight. I can't wait for that. Do you do you have a feeling like last fight, Israel Adesanya's last fight was against Jan Blachowicz. He's fighting, obviously, Texera in the main event, losing that fight and then being inactive for a wee while. Will that will that cost like will that make an effect when he fights fights against Rob Whitaker in February? That's a long time between fights. It is a long time between fights, and that's certainly going to be a concern. I mean, you did have uh, you know the Marvin Vittori fight, but this is going to be a, a completely different style. 
But, you know, I really do feel that that, that, that kind of loss and that setback may have been a big wake-up call for Adesanya as well. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. – it, it seemed like the world was coming to him and, and everything was happening just the way it was supposed to and the way he dreamed it up. And, unfortunately, that's not how things work in the sport of mixed martial arts. You know, you lose focus for one minute, uh, somebody creeps up on you. So, you know, I, I think maybe they've gotten to a point – I don't want to say he was being complacent, but I think he just felt like, hey, man, this is – you know, this was all destined to be. And I think that, that loss to Lahovich was a little bit of a wake-up call for him. And uh, as I said, I, I think this is a, an incredibly exciting fight. The rematch, I, I think, is certainly going to get him pumped up as well. Now we just got to figure out where it's going to take place. Uh, but, of course, as, as you guys well know, it's it's difficult to predict the future in terms of, you know, what nations are going to be available and, and, you know, how people can travel and all that. So it's, it's tough to nail down where it's going to be. I, I wish it could be down in your region. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a possibility. Uh, by February, but uh, I mean, a, a fight with those two athletes deserves to be down there if at all possible. Just on Israel Adesanya, I'm I'm curious to see what is uh, what the perception of him um, around the world is. Here in New Zealand, he's celebrated, albeit slightly polarised. Um, but he he won our uh, Halberg Sports Person of the, uh, of the Year award a couple of years ago. He delivered quite an incredible speech where he talked about. Um, how he's trying to go out there and, and take on the world and we should celebrate people that are trying to do that. I know he's quite brash and a little um, perceived arrogant, but is, what what's the perception of him over there? I think you nailed it, you know, and, and I think it's very similar here. I think people that take the time to really get to know the guy and to find out the man behind the personality, you know, they see the, the substance that's there and they see some of the things that are going on behind the scenes and, and they understand him a little bit. But, you know, on the surface, he is a little bit polarizing. I think when, when people are first exposed to him, they either love the guy or, or they can't wait to see him lose. I mean, he's an incredible athlete, an incredible showman. And I think, you know, some people are drawn to that, whereas others, you know, they like to see that guy that maybe seems a little cocky. They want to see that guy get humbled, you know. So it's interesting. But then, you know, you've got like the connections to, to people that like anime and things like that. You know, there's all these little layers to him that, that he presents. But you know, I, I think people are starting to see the real Israel Adesanya a, a little bit. I think, you know, maybe early on in his career, he was just trying to allow us to see what he wanted us to see. And I think people are kind of finding out a little bit more now. And it's not just about, you know, that showman. You got to remember, I mean, Israel Adesanya, he kind of came to prominence, um, you know, following the tail end of the Conor McGregor era. Not that it's not still going on, but I don't think Conor's at his peak anymore. And, and I think people really tried to emulate that and, and saw what it did for Conor McGregor. Um, but but not everybody can be that guy, you know, and, and, and I think once you just, you know, allow people to see who you really are, you know, the greatness of what you do in the cage can be appreciated even more. And Matt, I want to just quickly before we let go, just want to ask you quickly about um, Paulo Costa and he just fought Marvin Vittori over the weekend. And um, obviously there's a lot of controversy with um, not making weight, being overweight, chatting to um, Dana White post-match, maybe moving up, up to upper division. What's, what's your take on Paulo Costa, mate? It, it seems like ever since he lost to Adesanya, and there was a lot of chat before he went into the Adesanya fight, he was actually drinking wine before his fight, so he doesn't care. It looks like he's – does he care about the, the, the fighting game and the UFC? It's an interesting question, man. What he did this past week was, was basically a disrespect to the sport. I mean, coming in at 185 mm. pounds and saying, well, I'm not going to be able to make that. Let's do 195. And, oh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to make that either. Let's do 205. I mean, every athlete on the roster will tell you the one job is, is to make weight and show up and fight. And so for you to ask your opponent to move up 20 pounds mm. on the week of the fight, uh, unfortunate. For Marvin Vittori, it was a good thing. I've, I've never seen Marvin Vittori have more support than he did this past week. You know, you talk about 
the, the accolades that Dan Hooker got for what he's doing. Marvin Torrey was in a similar situation where he could have easily said, no, I'm not doing it. And, and he did. And, and he got a lot of love for it and a lot of praise. But as far as Paulo Costa goes, I, I don't know where his head is at right now. You know, he said to us afterwards, the mm-hmm. reason was a bicep injury. And that's why he couldn't cut weight. Marvin Torrey said, wait, a bicep injury, you know, can't you still run? Can't you get on a bike? I don't understand how that precludes you from from losing weight. So, you know, to be honest with you, I think Polo Costa would be best suited to stay at 205 pounds. I think there's fresh matchups mm-hmm. there for him. I honestly think he'd be closer to a title shot there. He's still a dangerous fighter, but you mentioned it. The, the fight with Adesanya, it, it just wasn't entertaining. It's not what we thought we were getting. It was it was quite the disappointment. You know, we thought we were going to get this this bruiser that was going to come out and, you know, swing for the fences against Adesanya and force him to, to deal with that pressure and power, and he just never did it. And to be honest with you, I just don't hear anybody clamoring. You know, in the way that we see Robert Whittaker, we go, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see that rematch. I don't hear anybody saying that with Paula Costa, and I don't mean that with any disrespect. It's just the reality of it. So for me, if I'm being honest, I'm advising him to stay at 205 pounds. It's probably healthier for him anyway. Those weight cuts have been tough, and I think he'd have a better chance of getting a title shot there against guys like Jan Blahovic or Glover Teixeira who are fighting this week rather than trying to get a rematch with Adesanya, which I don't hear anybody wanting. Yeah, yeah, nice. Love that. Love that, John Morgan. Great little detail there about the fight game. We really appreciate it. We're Dan Hooker fans here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, so we'll be cheering him on, on on Sunday here in New Zealand. So thanks very much for joining us, mate. We thanks, really John. appreciate your time. Take care, John. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. There you go. That was John Morgan out of the United States. Everything MMA. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.